from the National Association of Evangelicals, welcome to today's conversation. Our topic, Behind Christian Music. Host Leith Anderson, NAE president, talks with two innovators in Christian music, Eddie Carswell and David Crowder. Today's conversation is brought to you by the University of Northwestern St. Paul, equipping Christ-centered learners and leaders to invest in others and impact the world. Northwestern offers 70 undergraduate and six graduate degree programs, and its radio ministry reaches more than one million listeners in the Midwest. More at unwsp.edu. Eddie Carswell is a founding member of the Christian music group New Song, whose career spans more than 30 years, 18 studio albums, and 20 number one radio singles. He's also the visionary behind Winter Jam, a Christian music tour that has outpaced any other's tour attendance, including non-Christian tours for the past four years. And on a personal note of connection, he's the father of Jennifer Hagloff, the NAE's Special Projects and Events Director. And we also have with us David Crowder, a name familiar to most in the evangelical community, for songs like How He Loves Us and Here Is Our King. That Crowder headlined the David Crowder Band for 16 years, and then has continued with a solo career under the name Crowder. The David Crowder Band received two Grammy nominations, nine Dove Awards, 22 Dove nominations, and sold nearly two million albums and three million digital tracks during their career. So, thanks to both of you for joining us. Thank you. Absolutely great to be here. Thank you for including us, Lee. I have lots of questions for you, so let's go at it. First of all, you <laughs> have both been in the Christian music industry for a long time. And sort of how has it changed? What's the difference now in Christian music and the industry from what it was um, when you got started? I don't know what the order is. Eddie, you can go first or you can pick him. Oh, go ahead, David. Oh, well, fantastic. Well, I feel like, uh, you know, for me, coming from like a collegiate setting, it feels like um, – um, we've we've seen a lot of change in the sense that uh, the music that's being made now has a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more access in the mainstream marketplace than there was when I first, you know, understood what what Christian quote unquote Christian music was. You know, it's like a it was kind of like in its own little world and own little culture. And then and you had these different artists start poking their head up in something that that looked more uh, like it was a part of the, the culture at large rather than being cloistered into. Um, just the, the the church's experience of art and music, and and it feels like it it also has has with with the investment of very large music companies like Universal Music and you know EMI back in the day, Sony, uh, Capitol Records. All you've got you've got more in, more ability to to have the music sound competitive because you have more um, cash money behind it, and that, that just helps the quality increase, uh, and and as well. With music just changing so much, I think there's 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 already this competitive nature that's inherent in it. Where you've got to know you've got to be a marketer <laughs> if you're gonna to want to get in the in the music business. You got to know how to market stuff. You got to have you got to wear a lot of hats is what it is, and that I think raises the the level of quality across the board for the people that you're gonna have uh, exposure and access to, and that's very different I think than it was. Uh, when I first became aware of the genre, yeah, as for us, you know, we uh, we were all in uh, in, you know, in David too, I'm sure, but and we were just coming out of church and doing church ministry. Had gotten most some of us had just received Christ, and 
So we uh, just started doing uh, what we needed to do, and it's kind of you know carried along with us. We we've improved, tried to to as David said, use all these things that are available to us now that weren't available then, as far as ability to record and ability to stretch ourselves and make our music more uh, available to everybody. And, and of all crazy things, uh, we, you know, new songs had one uh, <clears throat> one mainstream number one song, and <clears throat> and so uh, and a nominee for Grammy Award. <clears throat> because of that, so so it's just crazy how things have happened uh, through the years. But you know, our thing is we you know we really left home as uh, as evangelists that sang and doing music, and it's just amazing what God has done. You know, we continue to to pretty much be there, and and except this one uh, crazy thing, we got a number one on on the song in, in mainstream side. But we pretty much majored on the uh, on the Christian side, and just continue to try to go as more access, more. Uh, more possibilities of things you can do with music and to make it sound as good or better, I think, sometimes than what your uh, others are listening to on maybe other other uh, genres. So, But this is fun, and that's what we're getting to do out here on Winter Jam, which we're on right now. I'll tag, I'll tag onto that with Eddie. Uh, that, that, I mean, that, he's, it, their new song is exactly the one that I'm talking about that opened the door for everybody. I mean, that the song he's, he's talking about, is it'll live forever. It's one of those classics that's now going to be a part of, you know, our our culture and the the music that keeps coming back around. They they got to. I mean, it's just insane that that they could have the reach that they've had coming from uh, the church setting, and then all of a sudden they've got access to, uh, a, you know, a bit of mass media that that all of our all the rest of our culture gets to participate in and and be exposed to. In the story of God in a way that that's just unexpected. I love it, and so that was, what they did is is one of the things that really opened the door to um, the ear of the rest of, uh, of culture. Let's go back to that church part. Um, so both of you had your musical beginnings. I think I got this right um, in, in a church context. How typical is that? Are, are are you unusual, or is that a common thing? And and I don't know. Maybe give us a little bit more of the history of how that evolved. I think it's fairly common. I mean, a lot of the artists you'll talk to that way. I know for us, we were, you know, uh, involved with a, involved with a, a local church. A couple of us had actually come to Christ in that local church. In my situation, uh, the uh, one of the guys that uh, uh, that came to Christ was a fairly well-known singer that wasn't singing Christian music at the time when he came to Christ, and uh, so he was he was playing at the club in town, and but he was going to church with us because he'd gotten gotten saved, and so. As we started trying to find out what we could do together, you know, we put this together and got it started. Uh, you know, we started out of our church and just started going from uh, place to place, any place anybody would let us actually uh, come, uh, be willing to try us out. We started doing it from that angle, and and it's pretty much what we do today. As I sort of said earlier, pretty much what we do today is exactly the same thing we we're doing then. We just do it on a bigger scale with Winter Jam and some of these other events we get to do. Is you know have some great music, everybody have a good time. Everybody, uh, you know, want to be listening and explain what it means to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. So it, our thing, it started in the church and really not that much different uh, in it, than it was even then. It's just in, in different venues, different settings. We're in Spokane, Spokane, excuse me, at the biggest arena in town and hope to have a huge crowd tonight. And it'll really be exactly what we were doing in 1981, it's just a bigger place. So it's just uh, very exciting to see what God's done. That's beautiful. You know, I think too. Uh, just since we were kind of talking about the influence of church culture on mainstream culture, 
goodness, like so many of the the great artists that are, you know, um, the, the 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 church has allowed for people to to have a voice and get their voice and get their legs on them. Because um, you've got like major, major stars, you know, that, that everybody knows the name of. And they started singing in church. And I feel like that's one of the most beautiful things about how the church is able to support art is you give a, you give a, you give a space for somebody to uh, get to express themselves and grow into the, the gift that God's given them. And the church has just been super. I think, you know, how you used to have a church commission art. What the church has done is allowed people like me that didn't know how to you know play or sing and still trying to figure it out there's like a space and a generosity and grace for, for you to get your legs under you and and uh and then then there's no telling where it goes from there as eddie as you know they, these guys have had an impact this huge the church has allowed for for all these all these guys to, to, to find their gifting and allow for the gift to grow so I love hearing you talk positively about the church, but I would think it would be kind of tough to stay close to a local church when you travel so much. You're doing concerts all over the place. I mean, how, how do you how do you have home and the road at the same time church-wise? Well, for me, uh, you know, we um, we uh, you know we we're not the church we were at when, when we when we began. We lived in in the southern part of Georgia at that point, and we ended up realizing at some point we're going to travel the world we needed to be in atlanta so we moved to atlanta and uh and one of those pastors that we had actually been in his church even before we moved up there moved to atlanta and we knew we loved him loved his heart loved uh what he was about started going to that church and you know most of us that that live in atlanta still are still out of that church and uh, so it's, it's really good and when we show up you know they uh they realize if we you know if we're not there probably where we are and we come in late. They realize we probably just came in from someplace, and uh, they support us. And we end up doing a, a thing or two in our church every year, somewhere along the line. They'll ask us to do, to do something, which is fun. We're, we're going to do our upcoming Christmas tour. We're going to do one of the tour dates there at our church. So we stay pretty pretty close and stay in touch. I stay in touch with our pastor and do a lot of different uh, things that are open to me to do that, and with our church people. And so it's fun. And uh, they, they, you know, they, we always know they're behind us. They may not always be at all the concerts we do if we're in town necessarily, but they, uh, we know they're behind us and praying for us and are, you know, are glad that we're doing what we're doing. So it, it makes it easy. And of course, our, our wife is there when I'm not there at church. So, uh, so, and our kids have grown up there now in, in that church. So it's, you know, we're, it's just still a pretty tight, a pretty tight, uh, inclusiveness we have there with, with our home church. Yeah, it's a tough, I think, I do. It's a tough balance because, you know, that's where, well, I, uh, I got my start just as like the church band at the church I helped start. You know, it's just we're just a bunch of dudes that are in college and gals that are in college and and um, being somewhat musically inclined. We're just trying to facilitate uh, the church's corporate expression through music uh, Sunday after Sunday. So, and I was on I was on staff there for 16 years uh, while while still traveling. And so I think a lot of the times too, um, you know, there were some there are some difficult choices I had to make because I wanted I wanted to keep facilitating and being a part of the, the, the life of the community that we had. So there's a lot of times I had to say no to things that I would really, really like to have been a part of, um, including winter jam. I think a couple of times it's like, oh, no, I can't be home on Easter. I can't be gone on Easter, man. I, I can't help it. I'm sorry. And uh, that's what's great is I think I think that that people within the church understand that that's 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 where man that's where my roots are that's where my uh my those are the people that i know and live life with 
um, they're the, you know I, the, the platform gets kind of confusing to me because it's just it's, it's folks that are they're strangers. You don't really know who they are. You know that you've probably got a similar experience of life and God and faith, but and back home at your church, these are the people that you know who has who has a a, a, a brother who's going through chemotherapy, and you're with them. You know, <laughs> and, and you, you know who just had a, a new baby boy. You know, it's like that. That's where to me. Um, Faith and 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 the following of Jesus makes sense. It, 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 music is beautiful. I love music, uh, but it's also sneaky and scary to me because uh, it's it seems uh, I, I distrust it a lot of times as far as uh, uh, my faith goes. Uh, but I sure do trust um, being in being in people's lives and in relationship in the hard stuff and in the beautiful stuff because then that's when I see God best. Is when it's got skin on it, and and that's that's what that's what the church thing is for me. So every pastor in America is just celebrating everything you two have just said. Really good. Okay, let's jump from local church to Winter Jam. How did this get started? And you know, I, I think you're you've got something like seven hundred thousand people a year who come <laughs> to Winter Jam concerts. I mean, that's like a major city in the United States. Uh, wh- where did all this come from? And uh, talk about it. Well, you know, we uh, we were traveling as New Song, traveling around, and uh, it gotten started, and we're celebrating 35 years of New Song this year, by the way. Uh, but uh, so we had started out and been doing it quite a few years, and I really just had this thought or idea about uh, doing something somewhere. It, it appeared to me that the cost of tickets and things was causing people not to get to come to things. You'd go to a place and a church, or somebody wants to put an event on, or a promoter who was doing Christian promoting Christian concerts. And a lot of people just wouldn't be able to come. You maybe meet them at the bookstore, and they want to get your autograph. If you did an autograph signing at a local bookstore, and they say, have you been to see us before? No, we can't afford to really come. We have three kids, and we have this, and we have that. But we love your music. We listen to it all the time. We bought your CD, but we've never been to one of your concerts. So we thought, well, what if we made it so easy to come that everybody could afford it, uh, virtually everybody? And even if they don't have it, we'll let them in anyway. And so I called this promoter in uh, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, 20 years ago. And so I've got this idea about uh, doing a concert. He said, well, I can't do it for you next year because um, I already have all my shows. It was already October. And I see, he said, I've already have my shows lined up. And I said, I'm, I won't have time to sell a ticket for you to do a concert next year in an arena around you. I said, oh, I didn't explain that. I don't want to sell a ticket. I want to let people just pay something at the door real cheap so everybody can come. So we made it $3 at the door at this 6,500-seat arena, which back then was one of the bigger arenas I knew about in the world. And so we did that, and he said, I'll do it with you, and we'll do it in January because I have nothing to compete with it because no concerts happen in January because there's no time to sell tickets for that. But but I'll warn you, it won't be real big. I think it'll be all right, but it's not going to be really big. So we packed out 6,500 people, and there were somewhere 1,500, 2,000 people outside that couldn't get in, and we thought, what is this? And so the next year we got real brave and added one more city and did two cities that way. And the same reaction in Chattanooga, Tennessee the next year, and we kind of, you know, we were we were just calling it January Jam for a little while, and that was going really well until we started playing January Jam, February the twelfth. It didn't make any sense on the radio, so we changed it to Winter Jam, and now we play that in April, which makes no sense either. But we're still doing it. We don't think we can change it again. So that's just what we've done. We went in the, for the first few years; it was just new song, and we would give an invitation and do all these things. And, and then we said, you know, I know they're getting tired of hearing us every year. Just three years in a row, we've done it by ourselves. So we started inviting some real easy artists to have solo artists that can come in real easily and, and take some of the time and make it fresh. And we'd do that for a few years. And then we started adding bands and then we decided to make it bigger. And that's when we started calling it uh, winter jam. And we added 
uh, quite a few bands. Then we said, hey, let's make it 10 bands for $10 Winter Jam. That's been going on that way now for the last few years. It's really the same thing we did that first night in in, uh, in Greenville uh, for one night for $3. It's $10 now. Inflation is taking over. It's $10 now, but uh, still the same thing. Pay $10 at the door if you don't have it coming anyway. And there's not a, there's not a line that says free anywhere. But if somebody doesn't have it, and we'll, we'll let them come on in. And I know it happens every night. So, but it's still the same thing. We still sing songs, and we still present the gospel, and and we help other ministries, and we partner with other ministries to get word out about what they're doing as well. So it's just a really, really been a blessing to us. Well, ten dollars. I mean, that is just like so amazing for anybody that's ever bought anything on Ticketmaster. I mean, that's <laughs> like the tax or the the fees more than ten dollars. <laughs> Some of those extra surcharges doing it this way, you circumvent some of those things is really help people not to have a huge expensive ticket too so that really helps all right so crowder you're on the stage what's it like up there and what's what's it like to be on these tours tell us you know that's not the side that most of us can ever experience you know we're in the audience but you're up front tell us about it that's true well that it is it is amazing i mean but i think most people can imagine what that is because especially being in these arenas i think that's one of the most beautiful parts about what winter jam has been able to do is you have this collection of people from all manner of walks of life uh, you've got a full you know a whole family is able to come so you've got there's diversity in these arenas is incredible so you have a really beautiful picture of the church and the people that are in these arenas they're staring across the arena at, at, at the church you know and they're looking across the you know because this thing's like 360 and the thing's packed, you know, got people staring at everybody all around. And you're like, my goodness, I'm not alone. I think that's one of the best things that happens. So, honestly, the folks that are there have a have a great – they have my view pretty much. And that's unusual because uh, most of the time, you know, you know, we we as a band and myself as a solo artist do not have a platform that would allow for such a thing to occur. You know, you pop into these large events and get to be part of it. It's beautiful. But I think if I could – if I could take – the, the person that's on the other side that's just walked through the door for $10 and got 10 bands, what I'd really like to do is not put them on the stage with me so they could see my view, but I'd like to take them back to stage and let them see this this family that's created. It's like, man, so you're in the arena, you're looking at that, lights going, the sound's going, and, and you get to go, man, the church is alive. What's great is back behind, the church is alive. It's like, this is, this is the beautiful part. Everything these people are singing, we get to see each other really up close and get to the, you know, especially on the, on that spring, you know, the, when you get to January and that winter jam thing goes on for about 13 weeks, then you're, you're, you're really getting to see everybody. <laughs> they're good days and they're bad days. And it's amazing to be able to stand on the side of the stage and see this, this, this gal or this guy singing and know what, know what just happened in their week and know that they're still following Jesus and that they believe the words that they're singing. Um, and I think that's why, Winter Jam has been so effective and topping the pole star, you know, every year after year after year. That's why people are showing up is because it's not just music's fun and great, but man, when you bring music to the story of God and the people of God are in one place at the same time, uh, it's something, something really significant happens. And, and, um, that's what I'd, I'd, I'd like for everybody to see what happens back behind the, the, the doors. Like today, you know, we, we got Jam Church. That's my favorite thing about being on Winter Jam is Jam Church because you've got all these people. This that's what they're that's what they're wanting to do. They want to follow follow God and and be together and have their gifts used and and have have life breathed into them and and um, that's what I'd love for people to see. 
Well, it seems to me that you've really touched on something else here, and that is, um, again, as an outsider, it would seem to me that if you're um, a solo musician and you're on tour by yourself, there's a risk of getting really out of balance spiritually and in other ways. And if you've got this family backstage, if you've got ten bands, that's got to be that's got to be amazing spiritually. But but that's kind of I don't know. That's sort of got to offset this whole thing of from ego to exhaustion. That's got to be there when you're out independently. Yeah, I think so. I think um, you know, one as David said, we we end up getting to know each other really, really well. This was only a two week run here, and we did have a little end of jam church, uh, end of church, a little farewell thing today. And even in two weeks, you know, you're a lot closer to some of these artists than than you were, but. Uh, I think we end up, you know, uh, we, we have a lot of fun backstage, but we also, you know, we're all trying to uh, represent the church. It's just, it, you just don't see the church at the Georgia Dome very much or, uh, uh, you know, a little bit. A little bit you do here and there with things, but, you know, concerts, you don't see them. And most of these arenas we go on, I don't know much else comes to them. It's a Christian thing. So I feel we're responsible for each other, and we try to hold each other accountable somewhat, uh, back there to let's come on guys let's 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 do this right girls but also you know there's there's tons of people that work here that are looking at us saying what's this a bunch of christians coming here going to do a concert and we and we're able to do it really well and the production is as good or better than whoever they had in here last if it was sting or whoever came last i don't know who was here last uh this it looks as good it sounds as as good or better and we're singing about uh jesus and so Unashamedly, we say it loud and uh, and celebrate it, and uh, so we get to not only feel like we're you know encouraging each other, but we've got all these. There's 150 something people at the Winter Jam when we go out, just us, and uh, bus drivers, truck drivers, uh, musicians, you know, caterers. We have our own caterer that travels with us, so all these things. There's 150 plus people out here, so we're all hoping to encourage each other, but also every time we stop the bus somewhere and every time we go. Uh, in these arenas, there's just another big, huge number of people that work here looking at us, too, and, and trying to see what we're about. And they may not say that, but we know they are, and wondering about us. Are we weird, or are we just, you know, what's going on? And so hopefully we're having a big impression in those places. I see it as we go back to now, and their attitude toward us and what they're doing, uh, how they approach us. And so hopefully we're winning the battle out here. We're, we're, we're doing what we know to do to to be uh, Jesus to uh, to the world here, so it's fun. So, how many events a year? I mean, I know it's hundreds of thousands of people, but how many how many events and how many cities? Well, this year I'll answer this one. Uh, it's at about going to be at about sixty cities this year, and the, and the numbers are up and down. Some years we're the number one. Uh, it's really we're not the number one necessarily for the entire year, but for this touring season that we're in. We're the number. Some people tour all year long. Some of these bands go out in January, don't, don't go home until until uh, time for to get more Christmas presents. But for our por- for our portion of the year, we've been the number one tour, the top five uh, now for a number of years. And so it's you know it's uh, it's amazing. And, you know, it started as one, and then we you know we we, we I know when we first started doing this. I somebody just said today, you know that first year we had Kobe Mack out headline, and we only did 17 cities. But now we're doing, you know, now we're doing, now we're doing 60 or 58 or 58, I think, this year. So it just keeps growing. I don't know where it'll grow from here. We'd like to go to London or some other places and do it there, which is, you know, all these things are are great ideas uh, until you start trying to figure out how you do it and how in the world you pay for it. But uh, we keep, uh, 
trying to you know keep bumping bump bump things a little further and do do more and reach further and stretch and so uh, it's, it's exciting every year. You mentioned Toby, uh, Toby Mack. You've had Lecrae and Third Day and Newsboys and Stephen Curtis Chapman and so who else do you have this year? Well, you know, we're just doing the short East Coast run right now. I say short. Uh, it's almost as long as the first Winter Jam, actually. Ten cities. Uh, but so, so a lot of these people won't be with us in January, and we start over again in just a few weeks. So, uh, but a couple of them, Britt Nicole is out here with us, who's awesome and just has a huge following. She really has a great ministry to girls and young girls. are just crazy about Britt Nicole. She's actually back, going back to what we talked about earlier, had some songs of hers played on Nickelodeon and things like that. So the little girls know who she is. Besides those who who come to go to church necessarily and love her, so uh, Britt Nicole will be back out with us. Uh, Colton Dixon from American Idol, uh, which you did great on American Idol, and has done real well with his so, with his Christian solo career. Will be out with us. Uh, uh, we have we always bring a real real true rock and roll band because there's a lot of our our buddies and friends who love rock and roll. Red's out with us now. Skillet was out with us the year before that. This year it'll be. Thousand Foot Crutch will be out with us. They're great guys that love the Lord uh, from Canada. They'll be out with us uh, coming up. Uh, I'm, I'm running out of names. Who else will be there? Uh, of course, New Song will be there. Um, somebody else is out with us. Oh, David Crowder's going to be back with us. And, and go <laughs> with us. We're so thrilled. I love David Crowder. I, I have to watch what I say when I introduce David Crowder at night because I almost say too much. It's like, well, he likes David Crowder, but he does all of us. And I try not to say too much, <laughs> but I love David Crowder band. I love their music. I love their approach to what they do and lead us in worship. And uh, so we always have three bands that are new bands that are that are just coming out. We have a, a partnership with Word uh, Records there, and Word's Christian artist, a Christian label partnership with them. They do what we call our lights up part, our pre-jam party before the lights go down. So. But uh, so they always have three artists you haven't heard of possibly, but some of those artists have been uh, uh, for Kenyan Country, who's now one of the top artists out here, uh, Francesca Battistelli, uh, Chris August. Uh, the names go on and on that they started there with us, and that God used as a platform to get them in front of a lot of people, and now they're just doing amazing things. Not because we did it, because God was orchestrating this for them anyway. But they started that pre-jam party, and uh, go from there. So we. Uh, we're excited about who the pre-jam artists will be this year and see what God does with them as well. That is an amazing list. So, Crowder, we know that God loves you and we know that Eddie loves you. So uh, let's talk about, uh, wait, <laughs> let's talk about what it's like. <laughs> yeah. What's it like to uh, have put in so many years as part of a band and now you're really at a different chapter, it seems, uh, sort of uh, on your own. How different is that? Oh, man, it's like not, it's, it's totally different. Um, and I didn't figure I, on the front end of things. Uh, I was like, oh man, it's just I get to you know that's a, a chapter that is closed. You know, put a period at the end of that sentence. But there's another now we're now we're writing something new, and uh, and then it was about the time when I start to make the first record that I think to myself, uh oh, uh, this time it's all my fault. <laughs> there's no blame this place but available for me, and I think that's what humans are great at. You know, blame this place. But we, that's how the whole story started. You know, like I. Hey, she gave me the fruit, you know. I didn't, I didn't want that. You know? She, she did her fault. So I was like, oh man, now but I, it's, it's my fault. What am I gonna do? Um, and and so what I've loved about it is I got to really uh, explore uh, my 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 insides, my my journey with God as an individual. Um, what so what if I'm gonna if I'm gonna say something on my behalf, 
in a very personal way, then I, I think the best thing I could do is is tell the truth and get, and, and 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 be authentic. I think authenticity uh, beats perfection every time. You know, I, that's what I'm compelled by. I can tell when somebody means it, and and you know, it might not be the best singer ever, but but that gummed up, my insides respond because I see a human that is using this thing that gets to the bottom of their chest to express what's inside their chest and and um so that's that's what I was trying to do. I figure out what what's gonna what's the music gonna sound like, what's gonna feel like and what kind of language am I gonna use and, and that that part has been just a blast. As well as like you know, we were very insular as the, the David Crowder Asterix band, um and now doing the solo Crowder thing, well I I had the opportunity to play and write with a lot of different people, like heroes of mine, to folks that I just from a distance would get to admire and think, my word, that guy is nuts. And then all of a sudden I'm I'm getting to stand on a stage, and 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 I I mean there's really times where I forget to like sing the words because I hear dude you know pull off some riff and I'm going oh my Lord, this is this is amazing. Um, so I just love it, and the people that that have been a part of this uh, new journey with me, um, they're they're just that was another thing I was scared of. We had such a great uh, community as a band. We were we were we were like friends in college before we started making music together. And um, I always thought, man, this is the best way to do this. You know, to have to have music come from relationship and already have that foundational base as as people that cared about each other and the music be an expression of it. And then and then I've I've now seen the inverse happen where I don't really know you that well, but I sure think you're great. Uh, at music, why don't we play together? And all of a sudden, the deep man, these are some of the deepest relationships I've had in my whole life, and some of the best people I've been around in my whole life. And so that part was a little unexpected, but the rest of it, fear, fear, and trembling. <laughs> you know, wow. Well, so you're at a place. Well, I have a question for both of you. You're both at a place where you've been richly blessed and highly successful, and it's. It's maybe been hard along the way, but it's it's gone really well. So what advice do you have for someone who's just getting started in Christian music? You know, at the beginning, there was mention about how to do marketing. And, you know, somebody's got a garage band. They're, they don't understand about marketing. How do they get started? And, and what do you tell somebody that's at the front end? Like, Crowder, let me ask you that first. But, Eddie, I want to hear what you say. Okay. Oh, well, I, my, I have like a metaphor that because you know if you're doing this and you do have any sort of visibility, um, quote unquote success in in the mind of somebody who wants to do this, um, you get you get asked that a lot. And and I tell I tell everybody uh, tune your guitar. <laughs> That'd be like step number one. There's not a lot. It's like a metaphor for me, and it's like there's not a lot you can control, you know. But there's there's a lot that you can actually do. To, to at least create an opportunity for um for for being for being used for for the thing that God's put in your heart if, if this is like what what you're you're just dying you feel like you're made and built to do this then it's probably there for a reason um uh, and and if you can if you can pay attention to where you're placed where your feet are on the soil that you're standing in right in that moment and then give everything that you have to that moment and the, and the people that you're in front of right then or around or living with and, and then just play, 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 play. And if God wants to breathe into it, fantastic. I just think you got to have open hands and, and what he puts in your hands, you, you, you are responsible with what he takes. You, you've got open hands cause that's what you're wanting to give. It's like, this is not, it's not, it's not like, I, I don't know. So that's, that'd be my deal. Tune your guitar, 
rest of it, don't worry about it so much. It's hard to, it, it, I think if you're worried about, you know, getting seen or not seen or being in that guy's position or this guy's position, you start getting really messed up. And there's there's lots and lots of stories in scripture <laughs> that show that that doesn't really end well. So probably just <laughs> tune your guitar, keep your, keep your head down, tune your guitar, take care of what you can take care of. Good advice, Eddie. What are you going to say to the young Christian? I love David Crowder's tuning guitar. That's, that's good. I do think just do the things you can do. Cause there's no magic, uh, no magic uh, formula that David and I either one could tell anybody or anybody on this tour could tell somebody, here's how you'll get to do this, and you'll be on Winter Jam. You do this, you'll be on Winter Jam, or you'll be doing great. Uh, I do think if you're, if you're doing this and you're doing it from, uh, I feel like God called me to do this, I would say, first of all, don't get so busy trying to do this that you don't pay attention to, you know, reading your Bible, getting up, you know, I think it's a big deal to get up and uh, start your day. I'm not 100%, but I try to be as close to 100% as I can get, get up and spend a little time with the Lord every day and pray and ask Him to help me and show me and all those things and be serious about that. I mean, nobody, nobody, if you get to a point where you think you're about ready to do something, all you're serious about is your music and you're not serious about the Lord, but you're going to be in Christian music. You're about to strike out again because it's not going to work. It's just, it won't be. You won't have anything to say. So I would say uh, be prepared from that end as well. Not only uh, get your guitar tuned and uh, tune up your Bible maybe, and tune up going to church instead of staying home, uh, sleeping in, or whatever you might want to do. And and I'm not. I'm not saying all these things. You may go to church to be the best church boy and read your Bible every day and tune your guitar and. God may have you to do uh, something entirely different than what David and I have the opportunity to do. Mm. But I do know all those things are very important, and I think without those, you won't be ready to do anything. So uh, that would be my advice. There are so many more questions to ask you, but podcasts are not as long as concerts. So let me wind it up by mentioning (laughs) that the upcoming Evangelicals magazine focuses on entertainment and in this upcoming issue, we include a great Q&A with artist KB on Christian hip-hop. And that will be available in mid-January. At uh, You can get it online at nae.net slash magazine. So we hope you'll check that out. Our guests on today's conversation have been Eddie Carswell of New Song and Winter Jam and David Crowder of the David Crowder Band and Crowder. I'm Leith Anderson, and on behalf of us all, very special thanks to Eddie and to Crowder. The National Association of Evangelicals is where we use influence for good. Today's conversation is one of many ways we connect and represent evangelical Christians in the United States. To discover more NAE topics and resources for you and your church, please follow along on Twitter at NAEvangelicals or on our Facebook page for the National Association of Evangelicals and sign up for our email list when you visit our website at nae.net.